Welcome to the Move 100 Halifax Morning Podcast. Here are your hosts, Aaron Hopkins and Peter Harrison. Today on the podcast, we chat about your family's Aaronisms, or if you're a Trailer Park Boys fan, <laughs> Rickyisms. I like Aaronisms. You've been saying some word for years, only to find out you had it all wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And candy stores are popping up all over the HRM. In the podcast, we're going to tell you where and when they're opening in Dartmouth and Halifax. Very important information. And someone in Nova Scotia just won over $30 million. Keep listening to find out where the winning Lotto Max ticket was sold. $1,000 minute advantage right now. Your answer to question number 10. This will be for Thursday, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. The answer to question number 10 will be Pennsylvania. Halifax's favorite morning duo. Drinking nice coffee. Aaron and Peter. They're funny. They're hilarious. On Move 100. Good morning. Aaron and Peter on Move 100. Welcome to February. Okay, here we are. What are we going to do? (laughs) Freeze. Big plans. Yes, big plans (laughs) to freeze. She's cold out there this morning. Yes, she is. Uh, What are we, minus 12 right now? Minus 10. Mm. Feels like minus 16. That's going to be um, That's going to be for much of the morning. That's what it's going to feel like. Yeah. Clearing, sunny. It'll be sunny out le- later on this afternoon, so that's yeah. all right. So when is that really cold stuff happening? That's overnight Friday, right? Overnight Friday into Saturday, low minus 24. There we go. Friday night. Minus 24. That's not even in thinking about a wind chill. Nope. And then Saturday will be high of minus 16. And then Sunday, we're warming back up to plus two. Yep. So just be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know it is a little bit bizarre, isn't it? Uh, Yesterday, we had, I mean, once I left the studio, I was thinking, oh my goodness, it was quite the drive home. Mm, We're saying five uh, centimeters of snow, which... I don't know. May or may not have been true. I think it was probably closer to ten. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, 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 I'm not. I'm not blaming plow drivers or anything. But it was one of those things that happened that it really didn't get cleared. I mean, there was too much traffic on the road when it was happening. It was a bad time. It just everything got pushed down and turned into a skating rink. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully you made out okay in the snow yesterday. Uh, you know when you watch something that you know you don't really want to watch, but you have FOMO. Because everybody's watching it and talking about it, and you what just kind of want to know what they're doing. What, you, what did you see? The Last of Us. Oh, okay. The new show on Crave. Uh, I think it's based off a video game. Yeah, it's, it's based off a video Which game. Which immediately yeah. made me not want to watch it. I'm not going to lie. I had no interest. But everyone's been talking about it. I am so mad that I waited until last night to start this show. Is it good? It's un- Believable. How far did you get in? So there's three episodes on right now. They add one every week. So we watched the first episode because it's like an hour and 20 minutes long. Each episode is, oh, yeah. you know, quite quite a lengthy episode. You got to watch it. Yeah, I, I will. I've got a couple of, of full-on series that I'm watching right now mm. that I'm not going to be able to get to The Last of Us for a little bit, but it'll still be there. I'm crave. You can, you can watch it when it's all done and you can binge it all. <laughs> mm. Um, there's a, an Elliot Page connection to that. If you, I don't know if you remember the story or not, but when The Last of Us video game first came out, uh, people were saying, oh, okay, that character right there, that's Elliot Page. Um, and looked like him. Uh, the whole the whole thing sounded like him. And, uh, is it him? Are they, is, it, no, is the no, character no, no. based? Oh, okay. But I mean, is the character based on him? 
Probably. Interesting. It never came down to a legal, to a lawsuit or anything. Now, the the season one, I mean, it's filmed in Canada. They filmed the season in Calgary and Edmonton. And it's amazing what they do to make it look, I mean, it's like a zombie movie kind of, right? It's an apocalypse thing. Yeah, as I, you can tell me better than, than me, but it's a pandemic yeah. lockdown situation that was, this was all set up before there was a pandemic lockdown situation. And I remember seeing shots of people posting on social media, oh, this is the last of us, and it'd be right downtown, and just watching it is unbelievable. And it's already been renewed for season two. Mm-hmm. Season two, they'll be shooting in Vancouver uh, because it's based in Seattle, so they need a more coastal view. So I'm just waiting right. for our turn here in Halifax. The actors said, yeah, we're not doing Calgary again. <laughs> Calgary in winter. They're no. pretending it's Boston. I'm like, so you went with Calgary and Edmonton? Yeah, that's, that's what the where you heck? went. <laughs> What's going on? So maybe, maybe one day they'll be filming here in Halifax. What the fact this morning, Weird Al Yankovic got his first accordion from a traveling salesman and recorded his first hit in a public bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Of course he did. Who knew that there were traveling sales guys out there selling accordions? (laughs) That would be so annoying to haul around and sell. How many doors would you have to knock on before somebody (laughs) finally said, yeah, I'd like an accordion? I've been waiting for someone to come by selling these. (laughs) (laughs) The Eiffel Tower, which, by the way, we we kind of misname. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. The Eiffel Tower and the Statue of Liberty were both built by the same French architect, Mm -hmm. Gustave Eiffel. So maybe we should actually call it the Eiffel Tower. You're going to call it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I went to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Don't you know that's how you say it? (laughs) I don't even know if I've got it right. No, (laughs) believe me. Anyway, there's a movie about Eiffel, about Gustav Eiffel and his great love of a woman and uh, the building of the Eiffel Tower in, in Paris. It's on Crave and it cool. looks kind of good. It's brand new. It just came out. But anyway, nice. same guy designed both the Statue of Liberty and the Eiffel Tower. That's it's a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, pretty right good there. resume. The first published use of the term hashtag. When Give me a year. When do you think that was? Oh, hashtag. Let's say 2000. Nine? Close. Actually, really, really close. 2007. Okay. First use of uh, the term hashtag was in a blog post called hashtags equals Twitter groupings. Oh. And it was in August of 2007. I'm trying to think of when I first saw it. It must have been on Instagram when Instagram became a thing. Hashtag photo, hashtag besties, huh. <laughs> you know, just sure. you hashtagged everything. And let's just move on to this final fact, if we could. The whoopee cushion was invented in the 1920s. Oh, yay. At a rubber factory in Toronto. <laughs> Toronto? Where employees were messing around with scrap rubber. Get out. I'm assuming it went something like, hey, hey, guys. Listen to this. It sounds like a fart. Oh, my God. We can make a lot of money off of this. Yeah, classic. A fart cushion. <laughs> Aaron and Peter getting your day moving. Everybody was moving, grooving. Today's best variety. Move 100. 25% of women have said no to a marriage proposal. Doesn't that number seem high to you? It does seem high. Have you ever been proposed to? I'm, I'm asking you, Aaron. Have you ever been proposed no. to? No. You would. You think you would know if I've ever been proposed well, to? I mean, it could have been somewhere in your, you know, in your past. No, never been proposed to. Often these things happen when you are much younger, and people have, you know, 
maturity's not there yet. I'm just curious. <laughs> I just thought one in four, there's like a 25% chance that you have That seems a lot, like a lot of women going through this. It should be. Um, I, I'm thinking of a couple of things. Guys who you said rarely do, uh, rarely say no to a proposal. Because if someone proposes to us, I'm thinking, yeah, okay, we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. We're going to accept that offer. Yeah. Who knows when it's going to come along again. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Women, on the other hand, know that the proposal might be ready down the road. you got to pick the right person. Of course. So one in four, huh? Don't you think that, I mean, if somebody proposes to you, is it it a matter of people just not reading the room? They propose and then they find, what, you don't want to marry me? Just a lack of communication, right? Isn't that kind of already... When does this come out of the blue completely? I know that people, you know, are shocked and they cry and, oh, my God, this is a moment and this is amazing. But you knew it was coming, didn't you? I've witnessed somebody rejecting a marriage proposal. Oh, really? And it was in, it was the worst spot to ever propose to anybody ever. But I, I was in a bar and it was like a hole in the wall type of bar out of town and it was a billiards bar so just a whole bunch of pool tables and you're drinking four dollar draft and you get the idea deep fried pickles it wasn't like anything nice Sounds amazing i know that's why i was there <laughs> and so a couple pool tables down i noticed like something was going on everybody was kind of looking over like what's happening some man who was quite overserved uh. got down <laughs> on one knee in the middle of a pool game you know, they're 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 playing pool and proposed to I'm assuming his girlfriend. And what I witnessed was her bawling and running out of the bar. Oh. But the guy's friend was filming the whole thing. Oh. He was recording it. So when she ran away, I was looking at the guy and he got up and he was kind of looking at his friend going, Okay, stop recording, stop yeah. recording. And he was confused. And I just looked over at my friends and I said, well, I don't know. If I was ever proposed in a bar like this, I too would run out the door bawling. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, I, mean, I, don't know this, I don't know the situation. Maybe it's where they first met. Yeah, there's got to be more as to why she said no. But witnessing something like that in real life is got to be one of the most awkward things in the world. Okay, so witnessing uh, a marriage proposal. We've, <laughs> uh, there's so many videos out there of people getting proposed to and the tears i mean the good tears the happy tears yeah. that sort of thing what's your reaction to watching videos like that uh, the ones that end well or the, the ones-, ones that end well oh, i mean yeah i mean I, I it's sweet you're bawling i just know I'm- that <laughs> I am bawling. But if it's any some sort of like flash mob or something, I'm mm. rolling my eyes. Flash mobs aren't a thing anymore. I literally watched a video this morning of a flash mob proposal. Really? This morning it came up on my TikTok. I do. I mean, I do cry. I just honestly, most of the time, just can't help myself <laughs> because I know what this, you know, what what's in store for them and, and hopefully a life of being together. And oh, all yeah, All the good yeah. things that come... <laughs> He's you so soft, you know isn't that? he? He's so soft. You make fun of me all the time. I'm just not as emotional as you are. <laughs> also, can't relate. <laughs> there. There. There's a reason why you're hardened by this. You're still waiting for that proposal. Oh, no. No, that's not you're it. You're still. <laughs> Bull. Puckies. Okay, this isn't about me. This is about you. This is about... <laughs> Somebody out there has been proposed to and 
straight up said no. Yeah, have you happen. said no to somebody proposing to you? Or the other way around, have you proposed to somebody and they mm. said, mm, I don't think so. Are you among the one in four who have said no to a proposal? Witnessing proposals. I mean, this text kind of goes along with that. It says, back in the day at the palace. I miss the palace. What? Oh, you miss the palace? You just said that out loud, right? I miss, it. <laughs> I miss that $2 beer. Uh, back in the day at the palace, there was a Rod Stewart lookalike show. The place was packed. Okay, also, that sounds amazing. Uh, a guy I knew who worked at MT&T kept telling the singer he had an announcement. He asked if he could bring his girlfriend up on stage. The singer said, why not? And then he went on how much he loved her and proposed in front of everybody. And she flat out said oh, no. Oh, that's so hurt. Those public, I mean, yeah. I, I guess they could be for some people, but you really are taking a chance when you're getting up on a stage in front of hundreds of people, let alone like at a big game on the Jumbotron. You see that all the time. How many times do you think people say, yeah, and then after they leave, they're like, what were you what thinking? Hell? We're not getting married. That's the worst. Oh, I'd be so mad. The, 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 the text mentions MT&T, and there's no way you should know this, but do you know what MT&T is? No. A maritime telephone and telegraph, or the other way around, maritime telegraph and telephone, the precursor to Bell Alliant. Mm. MT&T. Okay. Um, this text <laughs> says, my first boyfriend from 15 to 18, she was 15 to 18, he was 17 to 21 during that time, first boyfriend, proposed to me every time I tried breaking up with him oh. and after he did something horrible. Gross, gross, gross. Yeah, there's some desperation there, right? Uh, manipulation. He, he prob <laughs> well, okay. He probably proposed around seven times, Ew. honestly took the romance, out of proposal. So, I mean, come on, you were like 15 to 18 years old. Aren't you so glad you did not marry that boyfriend? Hold on. If Hold I on. married my boyfriend from when I was 16, mm -hmm. I, I don't know where I would be today. True. I mean, Honestly. it changes your life, right? Oh, yeah, big time. Okay. But just hold on to that thought just for a second because this text, it just came in. I did get married when I was 18. And we celebrated our 28th wedding anniversary. This is a continuation of the same text. Oh, wow. Okay, so 15 to 18, not that guy. I did get married when I was 18, and we just celebrated our 28th wedding anniversary. Also, I was proposed to by the boyfriend I had before the man I married when I was 17. Hmm. I said yes, but very quickly came to my senses with that guy and called it off, LOL. <laughs> now I'm married to my best friend, the father of our two beautiful adult children. Well, that's a nice happy ending. There we go. <laughs> I take back what I said. You see, teen marriages are good. Wait a second. Oh, no. Not a good idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did you get proposed to... And you said no. 25% of women say that's happened to them. Mornings with Aaron and Peter on Move 100. Join the show anytime at 451-1313. So we found out that one in four women have said no to a marriage proposal, which I thought was shockingly high. Sounds high, but turns out that it seems like it's working here. This is, seems like this is a true stat. Based on the stories that we've heard this morning, I can't believe it. Naked Girl <laughs> texted this morning and said, good morning, guys. Hope you had a good trip. I said no to a proposal when I lived in Toronto. He got down on one knee Christmas Day and told me he had booked airline tickets to spend New Year's Eve in London, England. I said no and we broke up. 
Uh, We're like, wait, why? 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 We need wait. This sounds amazing. New Year's Eve in London. In London, England. Oh, String my God. Along for a while. I'd be screaming, <laughs> yes. I don't even care who I'm dating. I want to go to London for New Year's Eve. Naked Girl got back to us and said, well, I was actually seeing someone else behind his back. I'm uh, a bad person. Oh, no. So the guilt got to you. You couldn't just take that proposal and run with it? Apparently, you already had plans for New Year's Eve. Is <laughs> oh, that what you're saying? no. <laughs> oh, man. This is a text that, um, well, I... I, I like the way this goes. The text starts, picture it. Cape Breton, October 2003. I'd started dating a guy back in August. We were at my best friend's wedding. The song I'll Be by Edwin McCain was playing. <laughs> Classic. And we were dancing. Well, great wedding song. Of huh? course. And we were dancing. He looked at me and asked me to marry him. We'd only been together for two months. He told me early on that he loved me, but I wasn't there yet. I politely said no and then said, ask me again in six months. He asked me again on April Fool's Day. And I said, yes, we've been married for almost 17 years. Can we talk about the proposing at your best friend's wedding part, though? Yeah, but it's... Um, (laughs) I mean... I'd be like, this better be a prank. No, I mean, you don't... Not down on one knee. Yeah, it sounds like it was low-key, so it was sweet. Low-key, sweet, right? And you're not going to tell everybody, hey, everybody, we just got engaged. But you want to do that when you get engaged, don't you? You want to scream from the rooftop. So it's kind of unfair. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just thinking I would have a really hard time keeping a secret if that was me. Now I want to hear I'll Be by Edward McCain. Oh, my gosh. Brings us back. (laughs) Mornings with Aaron and Peter on Move 100. Join the show anytime at 451-1313. Mornings with Aaron and Peter on Move 100. What's trending? If you've been to Cape Breton lately, I'd be checking those lottery tickets. There is a winning lottery ticket that was sold in New Waterford. New Waterford from last night's Lotto Max draw. It's worth millions of dollars. It matched all seven numbers. So someone in Cape Breton or somebody here who wasn't Cape Breton has a ticket worth $31 million. Good Lord. <laughs> $31 million. Good Lord. Where would you even begin? <laughs> that is incredible. Oh my God. If by chance you bought a ticket there, I've got the winning numbers. If you want to know them quickly, it's 2, 6, 16, 23, 40, 41, and 48. There was a winning Lotto Max ticket, like a bonus million or something, in New Waterford uh, last summer for a million dollars. New Waterford. New Waterford. Yeah, that, there's, there's some controversy, not controversy, there's some differences in the way that, that it's pronounced. I think people from New Waterford definitely pronounce the Ford. Ford rather than New Ford. Waterford. <laughs> $31 million. $31 million. Just imagine what maybe, you would do with that kind of money. Maybe six people bought it and they each get five. That's still that's, okay. That's great, huh? Yeah, you're living good. Hey, if you are a superstore shopper, you should probably know that Loblaws has ended its three-month price freeze on all of its no-name products. People are upset by this, naturally. They want this to stay the same. So the company came back and said, listen, we plan to keep the brand's prices flat wherever possible. And they say that if you switch to no-name brands at Superstore, the average family will save thousands of dollars a year. Mm, Imagine. I wonder. Will you really save thousands if you only bought no-name brand? It'd be interesting to make a conscious, you know, effort to try to just buy no-name only and kind of compare 
how much you're spending. So no more price freeze. We're yes. calling this a price thaw. Price thaw. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, and a couple new stores popping up in malls around Halifax that you'd probably like to know about. Freak Lunchbox opening a new location in Micmac Mall. Uh, that's going to be inside door three between Virgin and the Body Shop. First, Freak Lunchbox in Dartmouth, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, the big sign outside the space says they're opening soon, so we'll keep you posted on that. And this week, there is a new lit store that opened up at the Halifax Shopping Center. It's across from the Starbucks, and people are excited about this because they serve hot and cold drinks as well as ice cream in the summer. What you just said, door three? There are numbered doors. I know. Literally, next time, pay attention. You'll go, how have I never noticed this right. before? Don't we all just have a door that we go uh, to at every mall? And I want to remind you, HBO's highly anticipated new series that everybody is talking about, The Last of Us, has all new episodes on Crave Sundays at 10. I just started watching this last mm-hmm. night because I had FOMO. Everybody was talking about it online. I didn't really have an interest. Oh, my God. Atlanta. It is such a good show. Okay, you've watched one episode? One episode. There's three up there right now. They're about an hour and 20 minutes each. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, how scary is episode one? Like of- a four. It's not oh. even that scary. Oh. It's just really well done. And the, all I'm going to say, no spoilers, the casting is on point. Right on. The so, Last of Us. The Last of Us. Check it out. It's up on Crave. I think you're going to like it. And that is what's trending this morning on Move 100. Ladies and gentlemen, Congratulations, John Kai. You're today's winner, and you are going to beaches, Turks, and Caicos. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I would like to scream, but I don't want to wake my kids up. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Go wake them up. They're going to be so excited for you. John Kai, congratulations. Winner of trip number six to beaches, Turks, and Caicos. And hey, Password to Paradise continues. Get your next password coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. We could be sending you next. Bring me that smile in the morning. Mornings in Halifax with Aaron and Peter. Rated E for everyone. Hello, everyone. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Move 100. Hey, you thought you were saying it correctly, but you had it all wrong. You know, when the word is similar in sound, but it meant something completely different from Mm -hmm. when you were trying to say. Mm -hmm. We're talking about this because there was a perfect example of this on Jeopardy on Monday night. You might have caught this, but it involves the trailer park boys and a Rickyism, if you will. Here are your categories in the Jeopardy round. We begin with worst case Ontario. If you're not Ontarians, these are imaginary situations. <laughs> so worst case Ontario is a Rickyism. Ricky, one of the main characters on Trailer Park Boys, he does this all the time. And uh, he says that on the show all the time. Here's an example of how he uses it in a sentence. Fake check trick works every time. Basically, you figure how much something costs. Just throw one of the old man's checks like this. And that way, if you get caught, I just say everybody's going to pay. I mean, in worst case Ontario, you get caught, you just cancel the check. You never have to pay. It's awesome. So rather than worst case scenario, he messes it up a little bit and thinks it's worst case Ontario. Rickyisms, or as we call them here, Aaronisms. Ah, and it's funny, yeah, because we've been saying Aaron is, oh, that's an Aaronism for, for since we've been together since day one. Since 1972, our <laughs> first date. There was one, you had one yesterday. You I had, did? Yes, you remember... I was talking about the the dancers at Beaches, and you were saying, oh, that you love flamingo dancing? Flamingo dancing. And I said, um... (laughs) That's an Aaronism. (laughs) I said, you mean flamenco 
dancing. And then I think I said, I've been saying flamingo <laughs> dancing my whole life, but I like, when do I ever say that? I mean, how many times does it That's come up? That's why I right? screw it up, right? You, you think you know what you're saying. F-L-A-M-E-N-C-O. Flamenco. So flamenco. Flamenco. Dancing. Yeah. It's a perfect example of an Aaronism. An Aaronism, yeah. Flamenco dancing and uh, worst case Ontario. So we, you know, you you get where we're going with this, right? You just screw up. I think, did you say there's a word for this kind of thing? Yes, it's malapropism. Malapropism. Yes, a malaprop, a malapropism. Oh. It's an actual thing when you put something in that sounds the same. You don't know that you're saying it wrong. Uh, but it sounds the same, and so you just go ahead and say it all the, all your life, possibly. So is there a, what is it called? Malapropism. <laughs> An Aaronism that you've realized you've been saying your whole life. Maybe you heard somebody else use it in a sentence and go, yeah. uh, that is not the way to say that. Go with Aaronism. It's so much Aaronism easier. Aaronism is way easier. So <laughs> much easier to remember than Malapropism. Uh, let's hear it. Mornings with Aaron and Peter on Move 100. Hello. Join the show anytime at 451-1313. I'm going to test you on one right now that just came in via text. Oh, I'm sweating already. Okay, so if you're doing gardening, you've got that uh, one-wheeled uh, Wheel- thing that you carry everything in. Wheelbarrow. Wait. <laughs> As I say it, wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. What? What am I saying? <laughs> wheelbarrow. Text says, I said wheelbarrow instead of wheelbarrow up until a few years ago. I'm 33. So LOL. Which one's right? Wheelbarrow. Barrow. Barrow. If you ever have to spell it in a sentence, it's going to end with an O-W. It's one of those words that you don't say too often. So as you start saying it, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. How do I say this? Yeah. So uh, that one, wheelbarrow. Um, Andy is on the line. Andy, you say you have like a whole bunch of these written down in the notes section on your phone. Let's hear Let's hear a couple. This restaurant has a really nice ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Okay, we're all No, on. for real, for real. That's like, that's what kicked it off oh when the God. woman said, yeah, I'm just up in here putting a scarf on my, on my lamp to create a sexy ambulance. A sexy ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just going to want to say ambulance in, term, in, in replacement. I know. That now, it's There's hilarious. so many of them. Okay, well, thank you. Keep them coming, Andy. Oh, good start. She's got a whole notes section of them when she hears them. Mm-hmm. This is very, very, very common. Uh, for all intents and purposes, and this person says, I said for almost all my life, all intensive purposes. I will continue to say that, even though I know it's wrong. I just can't, I can't, I can't get it right. <laughs> the more I think about it, it's just not going to happen. For all intensive purposes, yeah. you will continue to say that for the rest of your life. <laughs> Another Rickyism, this text says, what goes around is all around. Instead what? of saying what goes around comes around. Oh, good one. I think that's an actual Rickyism from Trailer Park Boys. Sure. What goes around is all around. Uh, text, when I was a kid and people would say old age home, I thought it was an old H home forever. <laughs> When I was older, I asked my mom what the H stood for. She's like, what? <laughs> and she laughed for five minutes before telling me it was an old age home. Is my child okay? <laughs> Not an old age home. Uh, this text from Bridgewater, people who pronounce Walmart as Walmart. Really? I haven't heard that. I've never heard that in my life. Yeah. Walmart. 
It's kind of fun to say. Walmart. I'm going to Walmart to get some groceries. Okay, so Aaronisms <laughs> slash Rickyisms slash what's the actual term? Malapropism. Yeah, we don't. We're not going to remember that. Aaronisms. <laughs> what do you say, or what have you heard somebody say? Give us a shout. Let us know. This text from Bridgewater says uh, on the classifieds on socials when people say only responsible offers instead of only reasonable offers. This one <laughs> says cracks me up every time. Okay, that's funny. It is. I mean, true, responsible. <laughs> this text says, I've heard someone say, give it to me in lamest terms. Oh, lamest. What's, what is it supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot this morning, I'm realizing. It, uh, give it to me in layman's What's layman's? Terms. A layman is somebody who's <laughs> like a, not a professional in a, in a certain subject. The, the doctor's uh, telling you something and, and you can't understand what the doctor's saying because he's using, she's using, they're using scientific terms. Right. You might say, give it to me in layman's terms. I like lamest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> works, works better in my brain. Oh, these are so good. This text says, rather than saying not phasing someone, like, yeah, it's not phasing them, they say, it didn't fizz me one bit. Mm. Fizz, F-I-Z-Z, Z-Z. I don't know which one it is. Z-Z. Z-Z, whatever. I knew you were going to say something if I said the wrong one. Is that an Aaronism? Well, no, I mean, that's just, That's just the language. Exactly. You figured out very early when you sing your ABCs that if you say Z at the end, it doesn't rhyme. So... You have to so I have to now sing the entire ABCs <laughs> and get to the very end before I can figure out how to say it? Yeah. You're good, Aaron. <laughs> don't ever change, please. Uh, this text from Kentville. I cannot stand this. Espresso instead oh. of espresso. I've seen it written like in, in, in coffee restaurants. On a menu. Espresso. And when you hear somebody, can I have an espresso martini? Do you say something? Do you just because you're going to embarrass them. You are. Um, oh, <laughs> this one says I had a coworker that said legitly instead of legitimately. <laughs> Used it all the time. Legitly. Legitly. And That's what you'd sound after a couple dirty, dirty bananas. <laughs> I legitly love I legitly you. need another dirty, <laughs> dirty banana. Dirty, dirty banana. <laughs> Kim, good morning. You have a couple? When uh, I worked at a place before and there were people, there were a couple people who would say when a new employee is onboarded, they have quite a learning curve. Learning curve. Curve. Curve, oh, curve. C-U-R-B. Learning curve. It's a curb. steep learning curve. <laughs> Yeah, there was a steep learning curve. Okay, that's actually quite funny. That's an Aaronism. You got it. And my husband, for the longest time, he used to say, you have to nip that in the butt. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like I... B-U-T-T. It's bud? It's bud. It is bud. I actually Googled it and proved it to him. Yeah, I was almost... It's one of those things I was, like, too kind of embarrassed to clarify, to ask. Right. There's a certain satisfaction when you can Google it and say, see... See? Told you so. Mornings on Move 100. Connect with Aaron and Peter. Text 100-24-7. Mornings on Move 100 with Aaron and Peter. It's time to win some money. Let's play the $1,000 Minute. Okay, we have first-time player Carly Cunningham on the phone this morning. Carly, how's it going? Good. Good. I think you were driving when we first got you on the phone. You're pulled over now. You're ready to play? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carly. So here's how the game works. You get one minute on the clock, 10 questions, get them all right. You're going to win $1,000. 
If not, Carly, we'll give you 10 bucks for each correct answer that you give us. If you don't know the answer, say pass. If there's time, we'll come back to it. But the moment you give us an answer, that's what counts. You can't take it back, okay? Okay. All right, Carly, let's do this. Your $1,000 minute on move starts now. Carly, what color is the M in the McDonald's logo? Yellow. What continent is Japan on? Asia. If your birthday is February 1st, what is your zodiac sign? Pass. Your bill is $22.50. You pay with a 20 and a 10. What is your change? So you said $22.50? $22.50. You paid with 30. $750. How much money is nine quarters and two dimes? $245. What is the three letter international code for distress? 911. In the movie Mary Poppins, what does Mary use to fly? Umbrella. What ancient civilization did Cleopatra rule over? Uh, Egypt. What's the longest bone in the human body? The femur. Jimmy, Cookie, and Heather are the names of what singing group? First names? Uh, Pat. Oh. Time is okay. up. <laughs> okay, Carly, you did pretty good here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let's go through the questions together. Okay, the M in the McDonald's logo. Yep, they're yellow or golden. Japan and Asia. If you were born on February the 1st, today you are an Aquarius. Uh, if your bill is $22.50, you paid with $30. Your change is $7.50. Nine quarters, two dimes is $2.45. The three-letter international code for distress is SOS. Oh. <laughs> ah. Mary Poppins uses her umbrella to fly. Cleopatra ruled over Egypt. The femur is the longest bone in the human body. And Jimmy, Cookie, and Heather are all from the Rankin family. You know what? And I was going to guess that, too, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> if you're well, not listen. sure, throw yeah. it out there. What the heck? Huh? What the heck? And yeah. remind you, uh, reminding you, Carly, and everybody else that we always give the answer to question number 10 on our podcast every day. So you would have known the Rankin family from that. You can listen to that on the iHeartRadio app a little later on this morning. But Carly, you did great. 7 out of 10, 70 bucks. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, congratulations. And you hang on the line for us, okay? Absolutely. Who's in the yeah. background there? That's my son. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Give your Hi. mom a pat on her back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Carly, you hang on the line for us, all right? Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll be back with uh, your chance to win $1,000 when you play the $1,000 Minute tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock on Move 100. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. It's Aaron and Peter on Move 100. Uh, we're talking Aaronisms, Rickyisms, whatever you want to call them this morning. Mm -hmm. um, there's an actual official term for it, which I will never remember what it's called. Give it a try. Mem membrane morbilia? <laughs> what is it? Malapropism. Oh, I was close. <laughs> membrane morbilia. <laughs> I, I love don't know what so that much. is. I honestly do. I, honestly I genuinely do. tried. But yeah, so Aaronisms. When you go for one word and something else comes out and you think it's right, but it's not, but you've been saying it for so long that you can't stop yourself. I learned that I uh, had one today that I never realized. Flam I called it flamingo dancing. Flamingo dancing. We were talking about the dancers entertainment at Beaches, Turks, and Caicos. Which is actually flamenco. Uh, who knew? Well, yeah, I would love to see some flamingo dancing. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That me would be too. a National Geographic special right there. <laughs> Lots of Aaronisms. <laughs>
coming in here through text at 124.7. Some of them very, very common. <laughs> bomb fire. Oh, God. A bomb fire? A bomb fire instead of a bond fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and this one says, when people say the car hit the medium instead of the median. The medium. Right. Yeah. I can see why that would get so confusing. <laughs> I'm crying at this text. Instead of G's Louise, yes, my yes. husband thought it was Jean Louise. <laughs> it was so cute that I say it all the time now. Yeah, those they become I part of, that. Of, of of your life, of part of yeah. your family's vernacular. Uh, my friends and I say one all the time. I one time I was freezing and I meant to say I, I said I have the the chivers. I have the, the chivers. chivers instead of the shivers. <laughs> right. So anytime we're talking about being cold. It's always, ooh, do you have the chivers this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Aaronism, this one just came in. The, 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 my younger sister, upon learning that a family friend completed a fertility treatment, told everyone they were artificially incinerated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lanta. <laughs> <laughs> told everyone? <laughs> but I love your chivers. It's, it's like... Chivers. Yes, your teeth are chattering. Yeah. And you have the shivers. I've got the chivers. You've got the chivers. <laughs> uh, Bailey, good morning. You guys are calling them Aaronisms, but like my, my husband calls them just like Bailey moments. Um, where my brain just stops working and I don't make proper words. Yeah, um, we know it well. It was really bad when I was pregnant. And um, two of them that I can really distinctly remember, I said, um, instead of counterproductive or unproductive, I said anti-productive. Anti-productive. That's very <laughs> anti-productive. Anti-productive. <laughs> so now it's a regular word in our house, uh, mainly from him making fun of me. And then we had to take apart a pen. Uh, we needed the spring in it for something. He was MacGyvering something. And instead of saying, oh, you should disassemble a pen, um, I said dismember it. <laughs> <laughs> You're violent, aren't you? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so those two big ones are like now in our house. It's like, oh, you should just dismember that. Yeah. It's the way you got to say part. it now, yeah. <laughs> It's Aaron and Peter's Move Morning Mindbender. Okay, I love Mindbender, and this one in particular. 12% of single women say this is the number one deal breaker on a first date. Looking for the number one deal breaker on a first date, the 12% of single women say is this. Okay, call us with your guess, 451-1313, or text in your guess right now to 100-24-7. 12% of single women say this is the number one deal breaker on a first date. What is it? Dating is so hard, isn't oh, it? Oh, thank goodness. That's mm. over. <laughs> uh, good morning. Move 100, your guess. Uh, nice hair. <laughs> if, they have... if they have, they, they don't have nice hair. Okay. If they don't yeah, have nice hair. Don't have hair. No, mm. that's not it. But thank you very much for your try. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Okay, I'm looking at the text line. I think the number one answer coming in is about smoking. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, smoking bad breath is another popular text coming in. Uh, when somebody orders for her. Ooh, it's over? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's not good. You no. want You want something that you like and yes. they, you know, yeah, no. And she'll have the fish. Yeah, what? absolutely not. When the person won't stay off their phone. Right. Phones shouldn't even be on the table. On a first date. first date. Right? <laughs> After that. Deal breaker. 12% of single women say this is the number one deal breaker on a first date. We don't have it yet. Uh, being late, showing up late, being rude to your server if you're out for dinner, 
when she pays her own bill. This text says, Tara, get your cell phone. Doesn't laugh at the jokes too much too soon. No filter. Uh. Talking about themselves too often. No? No, no, not yet. But I like that one about not laughing at the jokes. Is that a real deal breaker? If you say something that you think is funny and you get no reaction? It's like, <laughs> nah, this isn't going to work. You don't want them faking it either. Mm, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the one that 12% of single women say is a uh, deal breaker on a first date. Yeah. Being picked up in a dirty or messy vehicle. Yeah, you got to take the time, you know, give it a little wipe down inside. Get the dust out Get of there. Get the McDonald's bag out of the front seat. Uh-huh. Just chuck it all in the trunk. Clear they the passenger seat. Oh, yeah. I, that would that would be a total deal breaker for me personally. 12% of single women say being picked up in a dirty or messy vehicle is the number one deal breaker for them on a first date. Okay, I love this question because everybody has different deal breakers, right? Different and, levels of tolerance. Yeah, and everyone has different stories about what was the, you know, the one and done date because it just ended up being terrible. Never going to work out. What's your deal breaker for a first date? You're yeah. going out with somebody for the very first time. And they do this, maybe based on your own experience. Definitely based on your own experience. Yeah, or maybe sure. you just know it's something you cannot deal with. Your number one, no, yeah, your one and done. One date. and done. <laughs> deal, what happened? Deal breaker. Never miss a moment of Aaron and Peter on Move 100 Halifax. Listen weekdays 530 to 10 and follow their podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.